Welcome to A to Z Sports Powered by BetMGM and Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, or Twitch. We're Nashville's On Demand Sports Talk Network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us, and they help out you guys. Renters Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords in the area at renterswarehouse.com. Mandu, the pulse of fitness. We're right this morning in Brentwood. Mandu.com, your first workout is free. Uh, Wilson County Hyundai, if you need a new ride, head out to Lebanon to see what they have to offer at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. And the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. So, Zach, uh, this is the first real, uh, well, I guess the second real test for Tennessee and Josh Heupel because – Pitt was well, yeah, it was a test they lost. It was a test they lost by seven, and it was an un- a disappointing loss because of how that game started. The second quarters had been an issue for Tennessee in the first two games. The Tennessee Tech had game had zero issues, and there's nothing you can take away from a fifty-six to zero win. I disagree but, with that, but we'll get it. We'll talk about that later. Okay. No, we'll later. talk about that later. All right. Well, I don't think you can take much away. Uh, you positive- said you said you can't take anything. There's difference than anything than much, right? Okay. I don't think there's anything positive you can take away from that. I can I can bring up negatives from that game, but anyway, there's nothing positive you can take away from a 56 to, to zero win over a ten- uh, Tennessee Tech. Okay. So now it's Florida, and Florida is coming off a game where they performed out of their minds against Alabama, taking them to the very end, where if a missed extra point didn't happen in the first half, that's an extra point away from going to overtime. It was a two-point conversion uh, away from being in overtime regardless. Uh, and Florida's defense is good. They're fast on offense, which is not a surprise. Uh, will they have both cor- of their quarterbacks this week with Richardson not playing last week? We'll see. But Emory Jones played probably better than he's ever played before in the game against Alabama. And now Tennessee has a quarterback situation again where we don't know who's going to start because Josh Heupel's kept that very close to the vest. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I do think I, uh, I have an opinion on what Heupel should do, but this is, you know, Tennessee is not there yet to compete with Florida, especially this Florida team that was able to compete with Alabama in the swamp last week, and they don't have the home field advantage. There's a lot of things that it, it goes into this game. But Heupel can come in there, and I think the Vols can put on a good performance based on the last three weeks. They do have some positivity going in there. They lost that pit game, but they were in that pit game. They had an opportunity to tie or win that pit game. They didn't, but I think the three weeks getting prepared, I think the offense can settle in, and I think you can take some good things going into this Florida week, and maybe there's a letdown for Florida, right? Yeah, I think if you're if you're a Tennessee fan, the, the one thing you're hoping is that Florida gave it everything they had against uh, Alabama, and there is a hangover, uh, just a physical uh, letdown of how up you got for that Alabama game, and you went the whole way, you fell short, uh, and then having a, a little bit of a letdown, like you're saying, against Tennessee. But I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, I saw a report yesterday that the Swamp is very close approaching a sellout, so another – uh, back-to-back weeks of 91,000 fans in the swamp that want to see Florida win, and they want to trounce Tennessee. Florida's getting used to and accustomed to trouncing Tennessee, and the 19-point spread kind of shows what Vegas expects. So let's go ahead and get into it, Zach. Who do you think should be the starting quarterback for Tennessee? Like Who of these two quarterbacks, whether it's Joe Milton, who missed last week because of injury, or Hendon Hooker, who came in halfway through the pit game, 
Did a pretty good job in the second half against Pitt, uh, but and then did what he did against Tennessee Tech in a game that really didn't matter. But which quarterback gives the Vols the best chance to beat, to upset Florida and give them a fight in the swamp? What do you think? I will absolutely answer this question, but first I want you to tell the fine folks of where we are because this is Mandu Live. Yes. And Mandu. it's impacted both of our lives. Yes, it has. Mandu is the pulse of fitness. Why is it the pulse of fitness? Because one 15-minute workout of full-body electronic muscle stimulation uh, it simulates over five hours in the weight room. How is that possible? Because the science, what it does to your body, how you can build functional strength. I've lost 10% body fat in like the last two years for how Mandu has taught me about my fitness goals and how to achieve your fitness goals. They have highly educated trainers here at Mandu that can help you out get there they've got uh the technology to do it so one 15 minute workout equals five or more hours in the weight room mandu.com your first workout's free and if you tell them a to z sent you they'll give you 100 bucks off your first month when you sign up right there at mandu.com can't beat that i had my mandu workout last night six o'clock got 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 home ate dinner went to sleep woke up feeling good now i do look like a freak and austin probably asking why he's wearing a nice purple light lilac lilac scarf ah, there you go that's a handful but uh and you know nate says what's wrong with zach hair if you watch yesterday's show the magic bucket told us that i had to gel my hair all the way down and also had to wear a scarf so we don't usually dress like this uh, we don't usually look like freaks and i don't usually look like i haven't showered in three days it's just the magic bucket okay that's what they told us to do and we do what the magic bucket says so the question is austin that you asked me who should start at quarterback? Who gives the Vols the best shot to beat Florida? My answer is the quarterback that started last week. It is Hendon Hooker. I think I think that he will start. I expect Josh Heupel to start Hendon Hooker. He got good time. That's why I disagreed with you when you said nothing to take away from the Tennessee Tech. Nothing positive. Uh, and. 56 to nothing is positive. It's, Game experience is positive. Tennessee Tech Playing is time is positive positive Tennessee Tech is not there is a positive to that it was it a negative no it just was a wash the, the, there's no way it was a wash when Hendon Hooker threw three touchdowns and at least got more reps in this new offense that is a positive Austin and you as a Tennessee Vol alum should know that no that's like it, it doesn't matter it's Tennessee Tech it's irrelevant that's one of the worst football teams. you know reps don't matter I mean, it's like it, they're, live game reps don't matter. Are you saying that? That's that's as good as a practice scrimmage, and, and like they would good get, as or better actually, than actually. It would they would get more if they were to scrimmage their own defense than they played against Tennessee Tech. They don't do that. I, I obviously they don't do that. I know that. But Tennessee Tech is one of the worst teams in the FCS level. They don't they don't they can't score points. They can't stop anybody on defense. So if he's He's basically playing against air. Like, I don't even, like, Tennessee Tech is that bad of a football program. I think there's positives to take away from a 56 nothing stomping. I mean, you're glad they won. You you're should. glad they stomped them. But, again, I don't think, no, I don't, when I say there's nothing to take away from it, there's nothing that happened in that 56 nothing win that carries over to anything. There's nothing that carries over to Florida. Like, if, I, like I absolutely think there, if, if Hooker starts, absolutely. No, there's such it's such an inferior opponent that there's nothing there that translates to what you're going to see on on Saturday in the swamp. And you nothing. don't know that because Saturday has not played yet. I think that Hooker, with knowing this offense a little bit better, I think that is a positive to at least get out to a better start. 
And my answer is Hooker because I think he is the best quarterback to manage this offense, not make the massive mistake, have the opportunity to go down, extend drives, run clock, and score. I don't think Milton can do that for you. So I, I, I'm going to shock people. I think Joe Milton is what gives the Vols a puncher's chance uh, to beat the Florida Gators because Hendon Hooker, I, I feel, is more turnover prone and more careless with the football with the amount of times he's fumbled in his two games and he's in his game and a half that he's played. Uh, now, look, does he have more fluidity in the, in the passing game? Does, it, does he look more comfortable? Does he throw a more catchable pass? Yeah. But like, here's what's going to have to happen for Tennessee to beat Florida. They're going to have to connect on huge plays. And I don't think Hendon Hooker has the big playability that Joe Milton has. And Joe Milton has not been able to complete any of those deep balls that are wide open. But now he's had an extra week and a week of practice and a, and a chance to look at somebody else doing it and to adjust. And I think Joe Milton's big playability through the air is the only way Tennessee can pull off an upset. He can't make he, big plays through the air. He can at least. Your silence tells me that is correct. <laughs> my silence. It was like a second and a half of you. Because he can't. Talking. When has he? I don't. He has. He did once against uh, Bowling <laughs> Green. And he, well, he actually. Don't die on this no, hill, no, Austin. No, the Jaylen, the Jaylen, don't die on this hill. I'll give you an example. Jalen Hyatt against Pitt was a beautiful throw right in the breadbasket where it was supposed to be. Jalen Hyatt could not finish the catch, and there was a hole in the O-line that would have taken it away anyway. But that was a beautiful throw. So, yeah, there's one, the Jalen Hyatt throw uh, in the early game against, against Pitt. But Hinden Hooker doesn't have the ability like that against Florida that Joe Milton What about his injury? Do, you know, do we know anything about his injury? Is he 100% healthy? He's been practicing all week. Is he 100% healthy? Nobody, no, nobody knows this, but he's been practicing all week, and Josh Heupel has not said who's, who's out, who's in. So what I'm expecting is that I think Josh Heupel is going to start Joe Milton on Saturday. He Florida. can't hit the deep ball. All right, Michael, don't use that language. Uh, tra Travis says he can't hit the deep he, ball. He hit one. Look, he struggled with it, and it's crazy to see how much he's overthrowing the deep ball. But there was. I think this is a bad take, Austin. I think you know in your heart that Hinden Hooker gives the. Hinden Hooker is more catastrophic turnover type guy than Joe Milton. Joe Milton's more three and out, give the ball back to Florida to score type guy. There's a reason why <laughs> Joe Milton got the starting job out of camp because he has the highest ceiling of the quarterbacks. On the but I think Austin. you find out more about a quarterback with more playing time. That's why I referenced how important the Tennessee Tech was for Hendon Hooker and getting reps. I think they're going to play Hooker because of what he was able to do in the last couple of weeks coming in for the injured Milton and Pitt. And I think if he, you can manage the game and extend it, right? All you're trying to do is get keep it close in the third and fourth quarter. Hendon Hooker gives you the ability to do that. Yeah. Joe Milton for overthrows people. And can't complete passes. He doesn't know what his arm strength is. All of these things are true. We've seen enough, right? For Florida, we've seen enough. And what we've seen from Hendon Hooker is greater than what we've seen from Joe Milton. But if you want to actually beat Florida, you're going to have to make these big passes. No, down. you're not. You're yes. going to have to manage the game. No, you're and not going to, then you're going to lose to Florida just by less, maybe. Like Again, like if you want to try to beat Florida. Is that a success? The, the question, the question is. <laughs> no, no, no. We'll come the, back to that. The question is who gives you the best chance to beat Florida? 
Joe Milton does because Joe Milton's the only guy. He can't complete can, third passes. Joe Milton's the only guy who can press the ball down the field, which is what you're going to have to do if you want a chance. To Austin, if it goes 10 yards over, it doesn't matter if you press the ball down the field. And that's what he does. I, I think Joe Milton has the ability to run the offense that Josh Heupel wants to run at the, the best out of the, the two guys because Harrison Bailey is a complete afterthought. But Austin, from what we've seen so far, that's incorrect. From the three games that we've seen the two quarterbacks – you don't have anything to stand on. That's wrong. Milton has not performed as well as Hooker. Facts, homie. Okay, but again, when you're asking the question, who gives the best shot to beat Florida, I think it's Joe Milton because of his ability to push the ball down the field. And I, I guess it's just me being ridiculous and thinking that he can't overthrow everything by 10 yards. I think that is. He's going to hit one. I think uh, that's Brandon what... says, what about Harrison Bailey? Harrison Bailey is irrelevant. Harrison Bailey is not going to play at Tennessee under Josh Heupel. Clearly... As inconsistent as both the quarterbacks ahead of him have been, and Harrison Bailey has not gotten more of a shot, that's not going to happen. Harrison Bailey does not have the mobility or the arm strength to push the ball down the field like the other two guys, so I would expect him to transfer it. Yeah, it's between Hooker and Milton, and I think Hooker and the chat agrees, and I think they've seen enough of Hooker to know that he's he is the better option of these two. Milton just – he had an opportunity to prove that his arm is live and that he can actually use it. Problem is, he didn't prove that. Uh, Scoop says Hooker is better. Billy says he's with Zach on this one. Uh, Ed says, what does the spread say? 19 points, that's what it was. Brian says he wasn't accurate at Michigan and showed not accurate at Tennessee. Uh, let's see. Uh, Dom had a comment earlier. He says, I don't have a problem with just running the ball the whole game. Do what you do well. I don't think Tennessee runs the ball well. I don't think uh, after them running the ball all over uh, Bowling Green in the first game, they haven't been able to consistently get any good runs with their actual running backs. They did not run the ball efficiently against Tennessee Tech, who I said earlier is one of the worst FCS teams in all of FCS. And your running backs only average like three yards a carry. Like, their offensive line is not getting enough push. Like If you're going to beat Florida, you have to be able to complete and connect on those bombs that Joe Milton only has the ability to throw. He can't do that. He hasn't shown that he can complete those passes, Austin. You're living in a pipe dream. Like, I know you think that Milton has the arm. He does, but he doesn't have the accuracy. What is it good for, right? I mean, I, I just think that there's opportunity there where Hinden Hooker doesn't have that opportunity. Hinden Hooker is uh, it's like to- It's like having... Having a big Hummer because you, you like having a big car, but you can't park it. No, but like, <laughs> okay. So that's a funny analogy. But again, like I, I don't think Hinden Hooker is going to be able to take Tennessee's offense on a 10 play drive 70 yards down the field. Like I just don't see that being feasible against this Florida defense. I do see feasible of just one connecting early in the game from Joe Milton down the field to one of these receivers who have a lot of talent and changing the outcome of that game. I think if it, all it takes is one. He's not consistent. No, no, it's going to take more than one to beat Florida. Okay. All you it, want strategic exactly. what I, what I, time-wasting what I, exactly. drives. What I specifically said is early in the game, all it takes is one. If you connect on something in the first quarter, all of a sudden it's 7-7 and you quiet the swamp a little bit because Joe Milton hit one of his receivers on a 50-yard touchdown. That's I, not how you win the game. How you win the game is you control the clock and honestly, Zach, the, you Josh do. Josh Heupel doesn't control the clock. Uh, with first, with, whatever with point, first downs. He doesn't, well, no, he might control a drive, 
but he doesn't control. That's, that's that, the point. The controlling the clock is nothing Josh Heupel that, is ever going that to That ends with points. That is, is a success. Like, do what uh, Bowling Green in the first game did it against Tennessee in the second quarter. That's the type of philosophy. But if you're throwing deep for 60 yards, hoping and praying that Milton's going to complete a pass, you're going to be disappointed and you're going to lose because you're going to punt and Florida's going to get a short field. Uh, Nate says Zach's on fire today. Ricochet Ray says he'd bet on a 50-yard run from Hooker before a 50-yard pass from Milton. Love Milton, of the show. Hey, right Milton's there. the only quarterback who has a 50-yard run on this Tennessee roster. Uh, Jordan Estrada says UT's average drive is under two minutes, Zach. That's my point. Whether they score or whether they don't score, it's two minutes or less. <laughs> or rather, but you know it's real quick that is not time-consuming? A 50-yard incomplete pass, a two-yard run, and another incomplete well, pass. They've been doing that with both quarterbacks. So, but Milton more often. I mean, Hooker's has been better than Milton. Do you agree? Yes. Yes. That's where but you have I to go. If you're actually thinking you can have a chance to beat Florida, you've got. To, I think Joe Milton gives you the better chance because he has the highest ceiling of any of the quarterbacks on the roster. You know, we haven't seen it. We don't know what his ceiling is. Jordan says uh, also with Milton not being 100, I don't think you start him. I think I think Joe Milton's going to start. There's a reason why he was the starter you used last week with the injury as the excuse of why you started Hendon Hooker. And it wasn't like super clean by Hendon Hooker either. Either He fumbles, he throws an interception, a really costly interception against Pitt, where I think he is more, in, uh, more turnover prone than Joe Milton at this point. Yeah, and we had a commenter earlier on if Milton comes in and has those long, deep, incomplete passes and then gets yanked, where are you at? What about that? I think then you at least have the ability to go to hooker. I think if you start Milton, you have hooker in the bullpen. No, Milton's justified by not being hundred percent. I think you start. Milton. <laughs> I think, I think if you view it like the pit game where you start Milton, you try to go for it big a couple times early on. If the guy shows again, that he doesn't have it. Then you can go to Hannon hooker as your bullpen guy. I think that works. I don't think it works the other way around. All right. So let's find out what you would consider success for the balls. I, I, I really disagree with that first take. I don't, I don't know why you took Milton, but we'll, we'll find out what happens on Saturday. Yep. But what would you consider a success for the Vols at Florida? If they can't win, look, this Heupel's first year, the expectations are lowered because of the situation coming up of what they did last year. What is a success? All right, so uh, we'll get your comments on what you think a success would be for the Vols against Florida. But first, let me tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever an injury happens in life, make sure you know who to turn to and who to trust. That's the folks at the Bone and Joint Institute. They have over a dozen positions there at their Franklin, Tennessee location that specialize in anything that can go wrong. And they streamline the process to get you back to health. They don't send you all over town, all over the city, to different uh, locations for different reasons. It's all done right there at the Bone and Joint Institute for your, uh, for your ease, boneandjointtn.org. It is these sports were powered by BetMGM. Download the app today. BetMGM risk-free $1,000 bet for new users. Use the promo code ATOZ Sports for that promotion. All right. So, uh, what is considered a success for the Vols against Florida? I'm curious of what people are going to say here. Travis says, excuse me, Travis says, fight the entire game. Don't beat yourself with penalties. Penalties have been an issue or were absolutely a massive issue in the pit game, which is the one loss so far for Josh Heupel. So I agree with that. Ed says pit gave up 
44 and a loss to Western Michigan, Florida should cover. Uh, Ricochet says either win or continue to suck. There's no moral victories in this game. So, I mean, yeah, moral victories suck. But you have to be realistic with where Tennessee's at. And right now, Tennessee's program, as sad as it might be, as much pride as you might have to swallow if you're a Tennessee fan to hear this, yeah, there are moral victories in this game against Florida because Josh Heupel starting over from scratch. Josh Heupel has 71 scholarship players. He doesn't have the depth to compete, and he absolutely doesn't have a quarterback who can pull off some miracle and beat a team like Florida. So, yeah, there are moral victories, and you can prove something in this game to make fans still feel good because you have a winnable game next week against Missouri, and then after that against South Carolina. Those are the games that are important. Uh, so Billy says stay within 10 points and no uh, no, no, or minimal turnovers. Um, Dom says, wow, I'm really a fan of a team that counts more victories against their arch rivals. That's just the situation they're at. Austin says, Austin Little says, anything less than a two-possession game is, uh, is enough to be success. Sean says to cover the 19 points. Uh, Randy says success is, uh, I'm sorry, where did Randy's comment? Success is when you're not losing by more than 15. Um, Travis says, if you can slow down the run and you at least keep it close. Uh, ben says, like, do you think Florida's encouraged that they should have taken Alabama into, over- into overtime? No, Florida's not doing moral victories like Tennessee is. Florida's in a different situation. I mean, I don't know why that's difficult to understand, Zach. Yeah, I... I think you can't have what happened like last year in uh, versus the Georgia team at in Athens, where you have a really good first half and then you lose by three scores. Like that's not a if we're talking about moral victories. That's not a moral victory. Um, that's why I say you, you got to keep it close by shortening the game, and that Josh Heupel has to adapt. Like that is his that needs to be his head coaching skill. You have to know what you have to do. It's a game plan against a certain opponent. And this opponent, you cannot get in an arms race with Florida. You're going to lose every time. You have to strategize to run the football and just get first downs. And look, run your offense. You can be quick, but you don't have to be speed fast like Old Miss. No, I'll, but the speed fast is what, allowed them to get back into that game against Pitt because they caught Pitt's defense out of position a few times and got some nice plays or penalties against Pitt for substitution or offsides because of the pace they moved. It's can you do that? Also against- allowed Pitt to get back into the game after they had a 10 nothing lead. No, it and- goes both ways. It's a double-edged sword. I'm totally on all board. So that, well, that, but that was, they lost because Well, no, Tennessee <laughs> allowed Pitt to get back in because they couldn't. The second quarter was awful again, and they gave up 27 points in the second quarter. And they didn't score. Yes, I'm with you. It's a double-edged sword. Like, you're not telling me anything I don't know, but it it goes both ways. But I'm telling you, don't make a double-edged sword. Make a single-edged sword and play and try to to muck up the game a little bit by not going for the home runs, but just running your offense. Get into third and threes, third and fours, third and twos. That's what you need to do. All right, so – Ben says I, he disagrees with yours. He says, I think you have to attack them. Methodically just playing to get first downs is what Florida wants you to do. And I agree. Like, I think you have to be the aggressor. I think if you're an underdog like this on the road, you have to be the aggressor to try to do something to disrupt Florida 
and you can't just, you know, let them do whatever. Randy says another take success is doing better than last year. After 10 years of this, I'm okay with baby steps. And I, I uh, Ricochet Ray says, okay, I'll give you a loss by a field goal would be a victory or a last second touchdown. Like if Tennessee loses by 10 and it's like 30 to 31 to 21, Ray, you're going to be like pretty, like you're going to have optimism going into Missouri game. If you kept it within 10 points against Florida, you're fooling yourself. If you don't believe that. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll find out on Saturday. I think uh, they're just trying to cover the spread and put up a good performance and not make a ton of massive mistakes. So I think, and uh, I haven't given my answer yet of what I consider a success. I think two scores is that. So anything that's like within 14 points and where it's kind of a back and forth fourth quarter where maybe Tennessee gets within seven, Florida answers and Tennessee has an opportunity to get it within seven again or, or whatever, however the possessions go towards the end, but it's got to be within striking distance of threatening uh, there in the fourth quarter for me to consider that a success. Florida's really good. Florida's fast. They're huge on and fast on defense. And I don't think Tennessee's going to be able to run the ball. So I, I would also be excited if Tennessee can put up 24 points in this game. I, I think that would be another notch of success too. Yeah, I agree with Chris. The success is Florida if the Vols are in the game for four quarters. So is that your answer? Yeah, I, I'll go with Chris. Okay, sounds good to me. A to Z Sports here live on this Friday show, live from Mandu in Brentwood. Let's go ahead and get and pick this game. So we want your full predictions on Tennessee, Florida. Uh, the Vols are a 19-point underdog, so we'll do this. We'll pick our SEC picks and our mortgage picks. But first, Zach, tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride. It's that simple. It's that easy. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Go there for their inventory. They got the Palisade. They got the Sonata, the Santa Fe. They've got you covered. That's WilsonCountyHyundai.com. We are powered every morning by BetMGM. Don't forget, download the BetMGM app. Use our code ATOZSports. You get a risk-free bet up to $1,000 with your first deposit and your first bet. So that's that's BetMGM app. Upload uh, or download the app with code ATOZSports. Risk-free bet up to $1,000. Visit BetMGM.com. The, uh, for terms and conditions, you must be 21 years old or must be president of Tennessee. And for gambling problem support, call Tennessee Redline at 1 800 889 9789. Our SEC picks for this season, Zach, through three weeks, we we're each 13 and 7, which is pretty solid. You know, we had a good week. We we're sitting around that 500 number. And then we both, you went 7 0 last week. I went 6 0, 6 1 last week to get us to that 13 and 7 mark. So I'll let you start Tennessee at Florida with Florida 19-point favorites. What are you thinking here? I think Florida's going to cover. Uh, I think they're going to win by 21. I think late in the game, I, I just don't see this game being close. I think at home also pushes them over the edge. In Tennessee, I, I just don't know if they can score against this defense. So I'm going to go Florida. I am thinking Tennessee covers the 19. I think it's like really close. I think the 19 is a sweat at the end. I think it's really it's like a 17 point game type of situation. <clears throat> I think Dan Mullen, uh, you know, I I kind of expect a little slow start out of Florida and Tennessee to keep it close early, but then Florida to pull away. So I think Tennessee plus nineteen plus nineteen is my pick. Uh, Ed says Florida forty five thirteen. Anthony says Florida forty two seventeen. Those would be terrible uh, situations. Now Chris gives a moral victory for Tennessee, Florida 35, Tennessee 28. 
Uh, Johnny says Gators win, but UT covers 27-17. I think there was way more points uh, than 27-17 there. Scoop says 35-21 uh, Florida. So that one's there. So next game on the docket, Zach, is Georgia at Vandy. Georgia minus 35 and a half. I am going to take Vandy in this. I think it's just too big of a number. 35 and a half. I think Georgia easily wins by four touchdowns or more, but not by 35 and a half. That extra hook of the half point is enough for me to take Vandy because I think Georgia is going to try to get in, get up early, and get the heck out of there with as little injuries as possible, make that first half be, or the second half, nearly be a running clock with the amount of times they're going to run the football. So I'm taking Vandy plus 35 and a half. I agree with you. Uh, I, I think that the spread is too big. I And Vandy, look, they've made some strides. I just lost the running back, though, for the year. Yeah, that is true. But I, I still I, – 35 and a half is such a massive number. I think Vandy can at least maybe get some scores in the fourth when George is ready to leave. Uh, Ethan says Vandy is worse than UAB. Yes, they are. But, again, I like I think the we want to get out of Nashville as fast as possible aspect is why I'm taking Georgia – uh, to not win by more than uh, 35 points. All right, LSU at Mississippi State. I find this game interesting too. Uh, both teams have had some issues early on in the season. Mississippi State kind of got screwed against Memphis last year or last week. LSU minus two. Zach, where are you going with this game? I'm going to take LSU. Uh, I hate State, but besides that, I, I think that Mississippi State, they lost to Memphis last week. I know that call was very controversial. Very controversial. There were like three mistakes on that call by the referees. Uh, but the one point, there were three mistakes. And LSU is not great. I just think that this is a game that LSU wins by more than two. Yeah, two is small. So I'm taking LSU uh, on the road at state minus two. So we agree there. Uh, this is a game I like a lot. Uh, and I actually got Kentucky minus five on the BetMGM app earlier in the week. It's gone up by five and a, to five and a half. So I've already told you, I'm taking Kentucky minus five and a half. I don't think South Carolina is any good. I don't think they can hang with Kentucky. I know Kentucky, I think Kentucky absolutely overlooked UT Chattanooga last week. And that game was way too close and a lot closer than it ever should have been, even if you're overlooking Chattanooga. But I think that's more of a mental refocus for, for Kentucky. And they go into Columbia, South Carolina and come out of there by a win about a touchdown or more. That's the pick. Uh, that. Uh, Kentucky's going to win and cover. Uh, I, South Carolina is not there yet, and I don't know whether they're going to get there, but it's not going to be this weekend. No, no, not at all. All right, Texas A&M, this is the game of the week in the SEC. Texas A&M at Arkansas. <clears throat> Arkansas is a four-and-a-half-point home underdog. Arkansas has probably been the surprise in the SEC out of the gates. They're ranked, what, 16th now? Nobody expected Sam Pittman to turn around Arkansas this quickly and as well. They're, it's a neutral site game, so it's not out of Arkansas. So neutral site game in Jerry World. Texas M, A&M, minus four and a half. Zach, what's your pick? I think Arkansas has played too well. Uh, I, I'm going to take Arkansas versus A&M. So give me Pig Suey. I think that's going to be a statement game for Arkansas too. Um, and – more national eyes are going to be aware of Arkansas. Now, what what they'll do in the West the rest of the way, that's remained to be seen, but I'll take Arkansas. Well, and Texas A&M looked bad against Colorado. Like Colorado gave them a game. That thing was uh, real tight late where A&M was in actual trouble 
against Colorado. And then I don't know if you saw PJ Fleck in Minnesota went into Colorado last week, the week after AM went toe to toe with him. And PJ Fleck wiped him by like 30 points, Colorado. So I think AM has issues at the quarterback position. Um, and so I'm going to go with Arkansas plus four and a half. I think it's enough enough points to take an underdog where it could be a tight game. So I think we got Arkansas cover, Arkansas cover. Ed says AM by 10. AFIO is taking the Razorbacks. Brent says Arkansas wins. Uh, Aaron, who's an Arkansas, even if it's a three point game, yeah, I think. yeah, that's that's I'm taking Arkansas, I'm not taking Arkansas money line by any means, but Arkansas, uh, plus the four and a half is good for me. Time for mortgage picks here on the show. Our mortgage picks are worth two points in our season long SEC picks and college football picks. So, how that works is you're putting the mortgage down on it, presented by BetMGM. Again, download the BetMGM app, use code ATOZ Sports, and with your first deposit, your first bet is risk free up to 1000 bucks with the BetMGM app. So, Zach, uh, we both hit our mortgage picks last week. What is your mortgage pick this week? I'm going back to the well. Give me Liberty versus Syracuse and give me the over. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot. I think Liberty could win this game. They're minus six and a half, but Liberty over 53 and a half. That is my mortgage pick. I think Hugh Freeze and Syracuse. Syracuse has a – it's not like your Greg Paulus offense. They actually – can score points. So I think, I think, I think they're going back and forth. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored 53 and a half. Give me the over. I have Liberty's Liberty money line in a parlay. I think that's a good pick. Uh, Cause it's at Syracuse, right in the carrier dome. Yeah. Not bad. 53 and a half. I don't know much about Syracuse uh, this year, but I, I, you know, it's not bad. I like that. Uh, I found my pick on Monday and it's moved a little bit. Uh, on BetMGM, I got Charlotte minus two and a half on Monday. It's up to three at MTSU or no home versus MTSU. Charlotte's going to win by two touchdowns. Like that is the easy. Like, if you are betting, take Charlotte minus three. I've got a lot of money on that pick on the app, <laughs> and I'm doing it for my mortgage pick. So Charlotte minus three uh, versus MTSU. Easy. I saw that again, literally saw it Monday and I was like, Oh, what? And easily took that. So easy. Charlotte minus three MTSU. I'm now going to watch that game or it's, track. Guess it. what? You can't watch it. It's tonight. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Little Friday night, uh, mortgage pick action on the show. There you so go. I'm very excited. I actually probably put money on that. You should. Yeah. And plus like the, I believe Charlotte minus three is like only minus one Oh five or it's pretty close to even money. Uh, at BetMGM. MTSU is very bad this year, uh, Dom. That is that is correct. All right, A to Z Sports here live on the Friday. Let's go ahead and wrap up this week of shows with Ain't That Good News. What is your good news? We give our good news every Friday to wrap up the weekend. But first, let me tell you guys about the professional landlords in the Nashville area, Renters Warehouse and RentersWarehouse.com. Head to the website to find out how much your home can rent for. There's so many different ways Renters Warehouse can be a benefit to you and your family. It's creating extra cash flows for you and your family by renting out your property instead of selling it. Selling it's a one-time transaction. That might be for you, but uh, rent estate is how you set up your retirement plan. Get that long-term equity that equals long-term wealth. And Renters Warehouse does all of the work for you. Simply go to RentersWarehouse.com. Don't forget, on Sunday, we're, we'll be live at the Mainstay, all home games, right across the street from Nissan Stadium. Pre-game, halftime, and post-game show. We've got you covered there. 
They are playing the Colts. It's a massive game. So make sure your live notifications are on. If you're going to the game, come pregame with us, postgame with us right there at the mainstay. Ain't that good news every Friday on the show? Zach, I'll send you to the comment section for some good news and also your own good news. Good news from Ricochet Ray. Made it on TV versus, uh, at the UGA game in his Tennessee shirt. I so. actually saw the post that Ray, that Ricochet Ray posted about that. There you it go. Was like a, it was just like the, the sea of Georgia fans, and he was just there in his Tennessee shirt. You could, he stuck out like a sore thumb. Big Ten Jeff, good news. Ohio State starting uh, – uh, Kyle McCord versus Akron. So uh, he's got he's got his Ohio State good news. Travis with some good news. Good news that he'll be having the first litter of American Bulldog puppies. The pups will be ready to go on by Christmas. So Travis, there's a litter of pups coming your way. Um, let's see here. Uh, good news from Aaron. I hope that uh, Arkansas wins this this game on Saturday and the Titans win their game too. Uh, oh, Jordan got married last weekend and going to the game this weekend. So, uh, Jordan, good news. Congratulations to you and your new bride. Uh, Disney's 50th anniversary is next week for Jeff Rubin. Disney's, wait, wait, like the park's 50th? Because Disney's a lot older than 50 years. I have no idea. Jeff, we know, lives in <laughs> Orlando. so he... Big Disney guy, uh, Jeff, uh, there. Big 10 Jeff in Florida. Theron says Michigan wins by 24 uh, maybe that's a, a good news for a bet that you've got out there thrown. Uh, Ethan Rangers says, good news is this scarp type of weather. Yeah, absolutely. So, Zach, what's your good news uh, today? My good news is that two days from now on the 26th that my niece, Marley, is turning seven years old. So I've, ah. I've shipped away a couple, of, a few presents that are on the way. My sister and her kids live in uh, Denver. So Denver, Denver, Colorado, I won't be able to fly out there because it's the football season, but presents coming your way, Marley, and happy early birthday. She's turning seven. Nice. Great. Good news for me uh, is that uh, I, I honestly, like the weather from Ethan, like this is football season. This is football weather. I love waking up, walking outside, taking my dogs out early in the morning, and you breathe through your nose and you get that crisp air come in. So now you get all the warm stuff, all the sweaters, the quarter zip. I love this weather. Fall is the best time. It's officially fall, and we get so many good things with fall. Halloween's right around the corner. I put a Halloween sticker on the Magic Bucket yesterday. My good news is the beautiful, perfect weather, and we got done with all that crap rain that happened last week when my backyard was flooded. Uh, so now we've got uh, fall coming up. Tomorrow's weather is going to be perfect. My wife and I have a little miniature date planned throughout the day after a workout tomorrow morning and then it's florida tennessee so perfect saturday for me until six o'clock then it won't be perfect anymore yeah then probably the the tides will change but uh shout out to mandu wait austin and i love this place i got my mandu workout yesterday they are the pulse of fitness absolutely your first workout is free you cannot beat that you got to come in here and try the workout it will change your life it's a brand new technology and a brand new way to, to work out. I mean, that's the best way. And you can do it once a week. You can do it twice a week. You can build up in levels. And it's really impacted Austin I's lives. So shout out to Mandu, our broadcast partner and our presenting sponsor of A to Z Sports. Yep. And we'll see you guys Sunday at the Mainstay for our pregame show for Titans-Colts. Huge game. The Titans have, I heard, like 50-plus former Houston Oilers in town for more of a, a Oilers homecoming, so to speak. 
So that could be a big moment uh, for the Titans to be able to help bury the Colts in an 0-3 hole. So we'll see you guys Sunday morning. Don't forget uh, the Big Orange halftime and postgame show with Charlie Burris and Jonathan Crompton at halftime and postgame of Tennessee, Florida, coming up Saturday night on the same channels you're watching right now, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We will see you guys Sunday morning. Have a good weekend. See you then. Adios.